Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Therese Crow, novelist and speaker. So we are all familiar with type A and type B when it comes to people, right? Exactly. Yes. So as an agent, obviously, my authors tend to fall into either one of those categories, but most of them are a mix. Like they've got their type A things and then they've got their type B things, right? I feel like that's how most people are. They're just like a mix of both. Um, Whereas some like really fall to the, the edges of the extremes of type A and type B. Right. Well, and there's such other, there's so many other ways to define your personality now. Right. Apparently I'm a 5W4 and an INTP. Oh, look at you, 5W4. Um, (laughs) I I know what that means. I know you've got an author who's doing an Enneagram series of books. And I think she has five out, but not four out. It's one or the other. She has four out, but not five out. Five will be in the last batch because fives are least likely to... Yeah, we ordered I know. it by who would be like the most likely to buy the books mm-hmm. and fives are in the last batch of people. Yeah. Like they're probably not going to do it. Well, <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't. That's the funny thing is like, I think I'm a three and three is also in the last batch. I'd probably be like, oh, that's awesome. And then just like. <laughs> right. I was curious. Like I was curious enough that I was going to like read the Amazon description, but I didn't yeah. think I was going to pull the trigger on the uh, on right. purchase on that the one. Deep dive. So anyway, we all bring our unique personalities to the table, but to simplify things, I thought we'd look at type, the authors who leaned, who lean type A, and then next week we'll do the authors who lean type B. And what I want to talk about is how their strengths can also bring weaknesses, you know, like how, oh yeah. In the midst of something really good that they bring to the table, there's going to be this other thing that they need to be aware of. Right. To prevent a car crash or whatever, you know, right. to happen. Um, I was just talking about this with my husband and I was saying that one of the things that I liked about him was how tenacious he was and how he would go after something and he would pursue it and he would work at it until he had achieved it. And that that sometimes meant that that same trait applies to other things, but it can be negative. Mm -hmm. It can mean that sometimes arguments take longer than they should because he is like (laughs) a dog with a bone and just won't let it go because he really wants to win it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of that with type A and type B personalities. Mm -hmm. You're thing that is a strength here ends up being a weakness in a different area. Yeah. So this week, let's talk about type A. And I just like wrote out a bunch of things that, again, these are things I've seen in my authors who lean toward A. I've seen these things in them and I've seen how these things have really benefited them and then also kind of kicked them in the butt like later Mm -hmm. on. (laughs) Um, Okay. So the first thing that I wrote about type A, your energy and enthusiasm is likely to just be really inspirational to people, to the agent, to the publisher. Like we love people who are energetic and enthusiastic, but be careful not to wear them out on Mm. minor things that really don't matter. And this kind of points to your argument 
mm-hmm. example, like right. insisting on winning the argument, even though it probably doesn't even matter. Right. You have to, you're sticking with it and you're not going to give up and you got this death grip on it. And right. Yeah. That, yeah. that same tenacious spirit means that he doesn't have any kind of fear of conflict. Right. And I have an overdeveloped sense of fear of conflict. And so that's fun. I could see it being the same way with type A authors of, you know, they'll send you five emails a day about this one thing. And it doesn't, to them, it doesn't come across as being bothersome or I'll I'll let you use the words that you want to use for that. But (laughs) yeah. Right. I think with type A, when it comes to just the energy that they have to really continue to go after something, what they fail to realize is that they're not going to get everything they want. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's better to really choose your battles instead of jumping on every battle, because then you may not really get what is the most important to you. Right. So if we can scale it back and not always always have feedback, always raise concerns, always have these things, um, then we can be more intentional about the things that we do bring up to the publisher and be more effective in getting what we want. Yes. So another thing for the type A author, um, I've seen that their drive for perfection tends to prevent things from falling through the cracks, which is great, right? Like they don't miss dates. They don't miss Typically, they don't miss these things, right. these details. Um, on the flip side, though, I think it's important to be careful not to become, I wrote the word unhinged, <laughs> be careful not to become unhinged when something does fall through the cracks, when right. the response to that publicity outlet kind of slipped away, mm-hmm. when the book cover ended up not being on the textured paper that you wanted, you know, like, right. Don't let those things really unhinge you. Right. Which I'm curious. Cause since we're talking, since we're using Ben, your husband as the example of the type a, oh, he's going to this... love this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. So when he, he ordered a bunch of books recently and they yes. were wrong, mm-hmm. what, was his initial reaction was he unhinged or was he able to make the flip and go into solve mode i'm i'm not sure what his reaction in the moment was i know he was very distressed by it um yeah yeah, he had ordered about 40 copies of this omnibus book so it's three books under one title we sell it for um a little bit less than what you would buy all three books individually and it turned out that the omnibus book had the incorrect last chapter in the last book. I mean, the worst possible yeah. place. Um, and he found it out while he was in Costco because my husband lives in Costco. But yeah, he said it threw him off his balance for mm. a good bit. Um, he came home and he immediately went into solve mode to figure yeah. out how was the mistake made? Was it made on my end or was it made on the printer's end? Because it had been made on the if it had been made on the printer's end, he would have absolutely gone into that I have no fear of conflict mode Mm -hmm. and been on the phone with customer service demanding you sold me 40 books they're all misprints you're going to pay to replace these and he would not have he would not have walked away from that conversation without getting exactly what he wanted unfortunately it had been a mistake that he made on his end it was the file that he had uploaded was incorrect so he went into fixer mode with that and what he came up with 
was, first of all, he got all 40 copies and ripped out the offending chapter. Um, he got online, I believe it was through Book Funnel. He created a graphic and a QR code um, and he stapled that into, printed those off, stapled them onto the back cover of the book. Um, so now if you go to the link or if you scan the QR code, it will take you to his website where he has his correct final chapter available there. But it took up an entire afternoon and believe, believe me, like when things like that happen, Mm-hmm. yeah he's he's not gonna get distracted in the middle of it or go do nope that's what he's doing yeah you know and just leave him to it and he's yeah. gonna get it done and that's like a great thing about a type a personality is the ability to problem solve so quickly and so effectively yes. yep. and that's what I guess when those things then fall through the cracks when things don't go to plan trusting yourself to be able to come up with the solution is right. so important and it will save you from going into the unhinged meltdown mode, which can yes. sometimes I've seen the type A spiral and yeah. it's not pretty. So. Right. All no, right. There was definitely no spiraling, but there was also definitely stress Yeah, yeah. because a, a big part of it was outside of his control. And that is absolutely where the stress came from. And that's really stressful for type A's. So another thing for type A's, I think they're high standards for themselves serve them very well but i think they need to be careful when they expect others to also live up to those same standards this is especially true in just re- just relationally mm-hmm. when they're working with editors who maybe don't respond to email right away right. or you know they don't call back right away or right Maybe the editors don't use the phone at all. They prefer email. It's, I think it's easy because type A people have such high standards for themselves. They just kind of project that onto others. And then it can just be tricky in everyday relational things yes. because not everyone operates the same way. Yeah, it, it is definitely this mindset of, I can do this. Why can't everyone else? Yeah. I'm capable of it. Why yeah. isn't everyone else capable of it? Oh Lord, I've, I, yeah, I, I totally, I, I am there. I get that that type a like that why well, I, I manage this right <laughs> why can't this person and it's this is not healthy and it's not fair <laughs> right also about type a's i think that their focus and i even put preoccupation their preoccupation with their books and their projects um will ensure that pretty much all aspects of the process um go well and that they accurate accurately reflect the author and the author's brand right because you've got that type a you've got it figured out and it all all the pieces fall into place most of the time but be careful not to let your extreme focus and your vision be careful not to then be dismissive of publisher input and ideas or agent mm. input and ideas yep. because you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And agents and editors and publishers, we do this, we work with books all the time. <clears throat> and I've just so many times worked with type A authors who they just, it's like, they're just, they, they disregard with great advice and they just mm-hmm. like blow it off because it doesn't fit what they expected or what they thought the book process would look like. Okay. So to use Ben as an example in this, He recently published a, his first two books in a young adult fantasy series, which I know a thing or two about. Mm -hmm. And so he did come to me 
with his cover idea before he proceeded to hire anybody for it. And his idea for his cover was um, the three main characters. And one of them is like a crocodile person, basically. And so when he was looking for an artist, he was very specific when he put out this call to this cover designer group of, I don't want your 1998 computer graphics rendering of what a crocodile person looked like. If you can't do this and make it look realistic, I don't want to hire you, which I was like, that is very, <laughs> very frank, but very him. And I, I get, he just didn't want his time wasted. Yeah. And helpful, um, for the, helpful for the artists too, because then they can yes. bow out if they're like, yeah. Oh yeah. That's not in my wheelhouse, man. Yep. Um, but we ended up talking about it because I had concerns with a capital C. If he was anybody else and they told me that this is what they were doing for their fantasy cover, I would strongly advise them against it. So I knew I had to give him the same advice, which was that if you are writing young adult fantasy, you have two options for your cover design. One is woman partially clad in leather standing in front of forest or cityscape um, with her back to the camera, but she's also looking back so that you can get the full hourglass picture, if you know what I mean. Of course. Um, and that's the kind of young adult fantasy book where there's two other love interests and she has to decide which one she's going to eventually end up with. And that's like the main thrust of the plot. Uh, and then the other one is a single centered focused object. Uh, it can be literally like, it could be a weapon, it could be a symbol, it could be mm -hmm. some sort of sigil. Um, and that is going to be a young adult fantasy book that focuses more on the magic and the fantasy elements of it rather than the romance thrust of the plot. You have one or you have the other. And then there's like a tiny like 3% of young adult fantasy books that are an all text cover. Mm -hmm. The Children of Blood and Bone. Mm -hmm. The all the Teeth and Stars, I think is one that I've got on my to-be-read pile right now. Um, those do exist, but they are definitely in the minority. And he said, no, I'm, I'm doing the three characters. And I was like, okay, let's sit down together, you and me, and we're going to look at the 100 top young adult fantasy books on Amazon. And when we're done with that, you tell me what kind of cover we're going to do. And I went through it and I'm like, girl, 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 object, girl, object, object, girl, the whole way through. And there were, there were two or three that had the, the all text cover with kind of, you know, some item like border items basically. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what he ended up doing. But that was not, that was not a single conversation, right. you know, it wasn't like he said, oh, you do know more about this. Like, no, there was some stubborn headedness in but this is what I've pictured so this is what I want so this is what I'm going to do which is part yeah. of that type a the good news is that type a's are usually pretty logical people right. in general <laughs> and so right. when presented with evidence such as but this is not the advice that you would give to anyone else so why don't you follow your own advice that usually wisens people up okay the last one about type a's I think their desire to win drives them at lightning speed, right? Yes. Like, and that is an amazing quality to have, but here's what I've noticed with them. Um, they need to be careful not to prematurely jump before they have some, their basics figured out. Like what is their brand? How will they reach their audience? What is their mission? 
how will they prevent from veering off mission when opportunities or when ideas or when new visions come? It's just so important to have these basics figured out before you hit the publish button, before you start to talk to agents or publishers. Sometimes type A's are really good at figuring out all those pieces, but a lot of times they just jump in and start running for the finish line and they're going to like figure things out as they run. (laughs) And that's just a kind of any good idea I have means it's a good idea for me Mm -hmm. type approach. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true of type A's. So that's it. That's for type A's. Lots of qualities that make them successful in this business and amazing as clients and authors, but also there's that side to the these personality traits that can just make things difficult and they can make the relationships difficult. And no one wants to have that like constantly abrasive relationship or just a relationship that's just going so fast forward toward the finish line that things are disregarded and advice isn't really taken into account. So best thing that a type A can do, if this is you listening, Um, slow down, really think about what you're doing and why listen to the people that are pouring into you and offering their expertise. But at the same time, don't lose that energy. Don't lose that passion because it is what is going to help you succeed. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the gate crashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link paypal.me slash gatecrashers or log into PayPal and search us using our username, which is at Gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode.